Well, welcome back to our next edition of the Mike Care Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz here at Frank Spice Restaurant Sports Bar, 146 North Clark Road in beautiful Ocoee, Florida. If it's happening in Ocoee, it's happening at Frank's Place. And right now, what is happening at Frank's Place is I'm being joined by a great uh, stand-up comedian, Mr. Timmy Time. And Timmy, it's a pleasure, honor you could join me today Thank and you. tell us, uh, sure, about all about your comedy. And first of all, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and how you g- got started and where your love and passion for comedy comes from uh really got started through my dad my dad used to watch a lot of richard Pryor movies and for some reason i love the silliness of the comedy the freeness of comedy comedy is so direct and so free it's like music you're restricted to a point but comedy it's like whatever flows that's where it goes you know it's it's truth it's harsh truth and a lot of people are not ready for truth a lot of time but you throw a little humor behind it they're getting ready for the truth. Fantastic, Timmy. So tell us a little bit about how you kind of describe your comedy. Is it a lot of ob- observation? Is it, you know, about your, your adventures in life? Or? A little bit of everything. Um, uh, like, I pay, I'm a very good person. Of I watch a lot of things. And, you know, my best thing is I can go somewhere and just sit down and stay quiet and just let the environment kind of dictate what I want to see. Right. So uh, I like to like, I like to watch a lot of stuff. Uh, I like to go to Walmart's because you know there's always comedy in Walmart whether you want it or not. Uh, you can always go to Wendy's or something like that. Or or, or the other day I just did a, maybe a couple weeks ago I just did a, a I, I did comedy at a drag show. I was the only heterosexual male in the entire facility, and it was the, one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Oh, so so that's it, Timmy, that you find yourself in a lot of uh, different, uh, you know, venues. And like you just mentioned with that one, it worked. I guess comedy is kind of un- universal then, huh? Yes, yes yeah, comedy is, we can sit right now and watch anything and something as small as somebody tripping forward and say, what's the last time, you know, and then immediately a joke comes to you. What's the last time you've seen somebody take a real good spill, you know? Yes. So, uh, Timmy, do you do a lot of uh, writing or do do a lot of these jokes just uh, come to you or you've got to gather your your thoughts or? Uh, As long as my phone is close and I see a situation that I can say that's happened to me before, it immediately goes on paper because I will forget. And so I'll throw, immediately throw on paper, and then once I'm looking at it, I'm like, you know what? We've all done this before. I try to look for something that my comedy is never any color commentary. I don't do any race jokes. I don't do any sexual, any window jokes all that much. I'm starting that, though, but not the race jokes. I never do race jokes. I try to do something that we all can agree with because yeah, I always see myself as an American. There's no such thing as a race with me. It's just American. Oh, yeah, that's definitely a, a good uh, thought, uh, Timmy. So, yeah, I know with uh, politics, that's another thing you probably try to stay far away from. Uh, or does it does it creep in? Sometimes it has to. Huh? Sometimes I'll throw it in there. Like if I see something like if Donald Trump said he wants to build a wall around Mexican or Mexico or whatever the case may be, I see some Mexicans in the crowd. I'll be like, y'all OK? You know what I mean? And then if they get smart and be like, hey, let's get this wall started right now. And, I, you know, something. But they'll laugh at it. I'll make fun of myself before I make fun of anybody else before I even get started on comment. You know, I start talking because you make fun of yourself. Then you make fun of them. Then they feel more comfortable. Then be like, yep, I'm like that, too. 
Yeah, I was I was just gonna uh, kind of add add to that to me about relating, you know, uh, to to the comedy that you know this is very personal to you. But then somebody's gonna say it's funny, but it's true. It, yes. It's it's so relatable. And there's certain subjects like you know like food and travel and waiting lines at Disney that that's going to just circle all generations. Yes, exactly, exactly. I try to talk about stuff that we all you know we can all agree that kids are bad and. And whether they can be good kids, they're good in front of us. But you ever went to school? I, I went to school one time, and then my cousin was there. And I remember my aunt walking down the hall, and then one of the teachers poked his head out the window. He said, oh, that's your child? You know, when somebody say, that's your child, your child is bad. So that's the way I like about that. That's what I like about it, you know. Comedy is just universal. It's, it's every day. It is. It's every day possible, ladies. So, Timmy, do you do a lot of jokes about uh, family members or try to stay away from that? Or I talk about my family as a whole because we're from okay. my family is Caribbean. Oh. So, my, you know, I was like one of the first few to be born in America. So anytime I see something, I talk about whatever I can talk about. So my family can be like, yep, that's us. That's us. One hundred percent. Make fun of everybody in the family, because if you don't, they'll feel left out. Oh, so so uh, you know, Timmy. There's you know, there's there's so many subjects, and like I said, you you know, you try to you know do things that are relatable, that you know that are that are not uh, you know controversial. But I mean, for for you, like I said. Is there any subjects that you, you, you're mentioning what you try to stay away with, from, but is there something that you're kind of, or maybe with politics, you're like, I shouldn't do this joke, but then, you know, about this, yeah. and then you end up doing it, and it's like the guilty pleasure? I usually do something like, I'll touch it. Right. I won't really sit there and feel it. I won't molest the joke, but right. I'll touch it. Like, oh, I don't like that titty. Boom. Touch it, and then walk away. Right. But... Uh, that's what I like. I like touching stuff and then be like, all right, boom, boom, boom. Because you don't want to get into it because it's always somebody. They're there to see you. You don't want to kind of shoo them away with your, with, over your, you know, belief or your, uh, you know, expectations of this particular candidate is. Because we all expect things. You know, I expect a million dollars, but I have a dollar. I mean, yeah. it's a difference. You know, there is a difference. So, um, Timmy, so, you, you know, you mentioned that uh, you go, you know, you, you go to a lot of uh, venues and, you know, you do these, you know, you do a lot of open mics. Is that it? Or I do a lot of open mics. Um, lately, I haven't really been on my open mic like that. Yeah. What it is, is I've already, you know, I've already done certain jokes. So what I try to do is when I go to an open mic, they've already heard certain things. I'll throw a little bit of old, but I will start off with new. Right. I'll never try to repeat the same thing twice in an open mic. I try not to. Oh, okay. So do you do a lot of, you know, other, you know, performances, uh, uh, you know, like collection of com comedians or things like that? Or Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, I always I have, like, a little crew uh, that we kind of roll with. Everybody had – the only thing is I, I'm not a really a clicky person, you right. know, like a high school clicky thing. I'm not – I was never that. You know, I, if I do, I try to stand out. But I usually roll with, you know, I, I hang out with uh, the, uh, the, the Vince Taylors of the world and right. the, the Brody Loves. And, you know, I started off with these guys. I mean, they were before me, but I started off with them. So watching them perform made me become strong early. Understand? So I don't yeah. like to be overshadowed. 
I don't care if I can't even play the game. I'm going to act like I can, beat you. I can beat you in it, you know. That's just what it is. I like push my, I like to be pushed. Oh, so, you know, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, uh, Timmy, that, you know, you try to stay, you know, away from race jokes. And like what you said, they, they were all, you know, all Americans and, and all, all of, of that. But I mean, does, are you kind of in an environment where it's kind of, in, I don't want to say it's encouraged, but, you know, where, you know, there's peer pressure to tell certain jokes. So you're just like, hey, this is my set. This is what I do. I'm Timmy Time. Yeah, that's uh, the race. Well, Timmy Tom technically is not my real name. It's Timmy. The first name is real. But the time is what I demand when I'm up there. Right. When I'm up there, I control that mic. I ensure that everybody focuses on me. So if you're on your phone texting, you, I'm going to talk about you the entire time until you stop texting me until that focus is back on me. That's how I am. I'm kind of, what's the word we like to use? Uppity when it comes to the mic. <laughs> You know, that, 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 that's great, you know, because, you know, people can be rude and disrespectful. But I know that this has happened to comedians. And sometimes you got to read the text because the worst thing is like if a family member gets ill and yeah. then, then oh, hey, yeah. my bro- brother's sick. You yeah, know, you yeah, got to watch that. Yeah, it's the truth. I mean, I mean, if my friends are sick and families are sick, I already know they're sick. There's no point <laughs> you calling me to tell you, hey, right. let you know I'm sick. I'm like, I'm we figured that out. Like, yeah, so you already, yeah, like, already, uh, like Charlie's sick. I'm like, well, I know, I know. I mean, he was sick last week. He was sick week before that. And he was sick yesterday. So I try to do that. <laughs> so one of the things, Timmy, can it be frustrating if, you know, you tell a joke and might not go over as well. And then when you go somewhere else, it goes over well. I mean, is it a lot of times certain audiences or, or I know a lot of times there's always that one guy that's going to laugh at everything. I mean, you can't get a flated ego yeah, like, yeah. well, there's eight guys that are laughing. I'm perfect. <laughs> the, a lot of times when I'm in the Orlando improv, I like, like I said, I like to go to the hardest um, there's a place that I host out there in Longwood. Can I say it on the radio? Sure. All right. I, I, go, I host at Shotsky's every Thursday in Longwood, Florida. And it's probably one of the toughest rooms to do comedy at, point blank. If, they, if they're not interested in the first joke, they will immediately detach from you. Immediately. I always kept my – I started there. So what, that's another way they push me. I just go in as hard as I can and – they know me, and I'm real vicious on the mic. So they, they try to say, oh, let's just pay attention before he calls us out. <laughs> so I've, I've gotten used to them calling me, say, hey, that's Timmy time. You might want to just keep your eye focused on him because if he starts focusing on you, the entire show will be about you. Oh, yeah, that's definitely a good philosophy. So, Timmy, that, that must be something. Talk about, you know, we're talking about Chatsky's talking about a first impression. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they've already kind of made up their mind because I know a lot of times comedians will start out rocky and then you it's like you've got five minutes at 4.30, yeah. you hit that big joke. Then the audience is like, hey, well, that was funny. <laughs> I'm kind of different. What I did was I took my big joke right. and I put it in the beginning. There you go, yeah. And... Now that I already have the crowd's attention with my big joke, the, it's all it is is big joke, rewrite my last joke, whatever joke that I was going to start with in the beginning, and then end it with something stronger. than. So if you start off super strong and you have to have something super duper strong, that's what pushes you to that limit. Like, look, oh, my God, I already have their attention. Now what else can I? Once they have their attention, they will laugh at anything you say. Okay. So once you start off with that big joke, and then you end off with a bigger joke, they're going to be like, that guy is somebody. Right. Immediately. Yeah. 
Oh. I have a joke about kicking a kid. It's funny as hell, but everybody watches me and say, oh, but it's the thing about disciplining a child, like when you see a child bad. So you try to push themselves like, hey, I would, and then everybody be like, oh, okay, I understand why he did it. And then I, oh, at the end of the joke, I'm like, it's funny as hell how I just come up on stage and everybody laughs at me, kicking a child. And they say, and everybody would turn around and say, you know what? I don't believe in disciplining children, but I would have done that that particular situation. Yeah, so in that case, Timmy, the setup is really crucial because if you just, you know, it could be misconstrued. Oh, now I'm going to tell a joke about a kick, kicking and a kid, yeah. and I'm not going to comment whether or not I agree, but I probably would. But, you know, it, <laughs> once the setup's done and once you say, hey, what's wrong with that kid? So, yeah, I mean, exactly. setup is crucial when it yes. comes to those jokes. It's definitely a setup. It's a situation that we've all been in. It's always right. a situation. Like, like I said, at Walmart, I always say that you always see bad kids and they're acting a pure fool yep. at Walmart. And in your head is, so she's not going to do nothing to him at all? She's just going to let him run <laughs> yeah. up in it? That's me. You know, I, I'm very observant on that. You know, because I would, and then, and I, you sometimes I walk with my daughter and you give, you know, your child that, that stiff lip. Like, if you ever in your life... Ever! You know, and that's... Yeah, I've seen, I've seen that all the time. Yes, yeah. you got to give that... And then once they see that, they, everybody thinks it's funny. So, you know, I've even had people who work with the city that works for Child Protective <laughs> say, you know what? That joke is hilarious. I'm like, you work with Child Protective Services. So, yeah, that's how that works. That's how you know you're funny when you make kicking a kid and then people from Child Protective Services are like, you know what? I like that joke a lot. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's weird, but it's funny. It's, it's funny. It, 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 it is. It's, it's, I, I like to call it the irony of life, man. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Okay, uh, Timmy. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be uh, back for our next segment. My guest today is Timmy uh, Time, a great stand-up comedian. You're listening to the Mike Care Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz here at Frank's Place Restaurant Sports Bar, 146 North Clark Road in beautiful Coe, Florida. And please stay with us for our next segment of this edition of our program today. And by the way, are you thirsty? Well, I've got the perfect solution to that problem. You should head over on Wednesdays to Frank's Place Restaurant Sports Bar, 146 North Clark Road in beautiful Coe, Florida. That's right. On Wednesdays, you can get Jose Cuervo margaritas, your choice of blue melon or raspberry, all day on Wednesday, only $2.50. So come on over. Well, welcome back to our next segment of this edition of the Mike Care Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz, here at Frank's Place Restaurant Sports Bar, 146 North Clark Road, in beautiful Ecoe, Florida. And if it's happening at Coe, it's happening at Frank's Place right now. What is happening at Frank's Place is I'm being joined by Timmy Time, a great stand-up uh, comedian. Timmy, we've been talking all about, sure, my pleasure, and we've been talking all about what you do, and now the world-famous question. If you've listened to the show, you probably what knows what's going to come up, and that is about... Hecklers, and you know you were you were talking about the people with the phone, but now we want to. Exp- I I don't know if I even want to know when somebody tries to give you any crap. What you're gonna do? Uh, uh, um, there's a there's a thing we do. You don't heckle time. You just don't. Just don't. It's it's not healthy for you because I and like I said, I don't mind looking around and say, oh, so this person. I've already had a heckler. He's heckled me once before, and he hasn't showed up to my Shotskis again ever. So, and we had somebody had one of them WWE championship. All right, yeah. So he tried a joke for me off the stage, and I told you I'm the champ. I don't like that. I don't like to do this much, but I'll show you the Hulk a little bit. So when I did it, I held up the championship belt. He's left, and he never. I've never seen him since. 
you don't heckle me at all. My vocabulary is too big for him for that. Oh, so, so you've built up enough of a reputation that people just just won't. Uh, people won't even bother that. Huh? It's not verbally safe. No, it's not. It's not verbally safe. So, uh, Timmy, so now the question I want to ask is, you know, what if somebody maybe had a few uh, beers, you know, a little bit too much to drink, and they go, you rule, Timmy time, you're so awesome. How do you handle that? Because, you know, he's enthusiastic, but he's making a scene. I use the three words, thanks, but shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Straight to the point, thanks, but shut up. Hey. But shut up. I like that. Yeah, that that works because you know it's, it's weird because people are saying, "Oh, this is this is so awesome," or they, you know, they, they're, they're trying to be your fan. Yeah. But it's bad because other people are trying to listen yeah, to you. Yeah, I'll be like, "Look, it's a show," and he's like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry," but I love you, though. I'm like, I love you too. Now go use the bathroom. You know, just take a five minute break. I was like, "I'm gonna take a break if you take a break." He's like, "Okay," and he goes to the bathroom. And I start again. I'm pretty good at it. I'm real quick. You know, I'm witty. You know, comedy, you have to be on point at all times because everybody swear they're funnier than you at some point. I can do that. And, and when they get drinking, they get to drinking and they, it happened, what was it, last Thursday. Dude was talking about, I'm going to get up there and do some comedy. And he got up there. And when I tell you, I don't know if you ever heard of the, the uh, what is it? The, the freeze challenge, the mannequin challenge. That's exactly yeah. what he, he went up there and froze. Uh, I said, not everybody is built for this. You cannot say, I can't go to your job and tell you that I'm going to flip that burger. I can't flip a burger better than you. You have the wrist down. I don't have that wrist. I don't have the burger wrist. You have the burger wrist. I am the guy who comes in and just says, look, you know, it, it, calm down. But I'm usually quiet off stage, believe it or not. Very quiet. Well, you know, and that, that's the thing to me that uh, I, I don't want to rant too long, but about that, the people think that comedy, anyone could do it. I mean, nobody goes into the operating room and, you know, tells the brain surgeon, hey, give me that brain over here. Yeah. You know, why is, com- you know, is, is such a comedy is such an art? Why do people think that anyone could do it? You know, I like to compare it to uh, two forms of basketball since I used to play ball. There's street basketball, right. unorganized all over the place. And then you have pro basketball, which there's design plays, the pick and roll, the, the, the screens, and all of that. Now, it's funny. You can be family barbecue funny, which is street basketball. You can just be laughing around and da-da-da-da. Those people might find you funny. They know you. Then you have professional, which is Michael Jordan version of that comedy. You have set plays you have your jokes written down they're on point they have been tested they are proven yeah that is of you guys street ball unproven pro ball proven yeah but people always swear that they can just jump from that to that without any plays it doesn't work like that i've actually started i helped somebody start and they swear they're they i don't know why they compete it's a a competition with me i don't know why but they come after me and say hey to me time and this i'm like look just do you. And then I can't stand the words, was that good? I don't know. Was it? Don't ask me. Yeah. Don't ask me. I'm not that guy to give advice to because you would know what's funny to you. Comedy is about, it's about the expression of yourself. One, one, it's an art, you know. I can't tell Picasso he did his particular painting wrong. That's his vision. You know, you got to let everybody see your vision. You can't let somebody see somebody else's vision within your vision. Understand? Yeah. So that's me. You know, I, I, I try to paint that 
Picasso painting well, with both my ears, but I try to paint all of that and let everybody see, oh, okay, see it from whatever angle they want to come from. Yeah. And I, I guess, Timmy, you know, you're talking about, is it funny? Well, I guess it, it depends if people are laughing, if people are having a good time, if people say, that's awesome, I guess that's your, your answer. They just know what it's funny. You know? Yeah, laughter is more like a disease. It's infectious. Yeah. You make two people laugh, then you got four people laughing. Right. After those four, then it's eight. And then after eight, 16. And it keeps on and on and on. Once those people see that you're fighting for their attention and you finally grab their attention, you grab and hold that attention in your hand and put it in your pocket. Seriously. You know, the one thing, you know, I'll say, you know, I, I, I'm trying to, you know, get into stand-up comedy. And one of the things that my dad always says, you know, I love you, Mike, but I'm only going to laugh at things that are funny. And, you know, I don't know if I believe that. But sometimes I do make them laugh. And, mm. and, and, and I don't know if you've got family members there like that that, that could be honest. Hey, I'm only going to laugh. Because, you know, like with my mom and, and I know with the grandparents, they, they want to be supportive. So yeah. they're, they're going to they're laugh no, no matter what. I mean, do you fi- find that sometimes hard? I like the <laughs> um, family is the hardest people for me to make laugh because they know the real you. Right. They know you. Yeah, yeah. they know you. They remember that little <laughs> snot nosed kid from back in the day. And they don't, you know, you could be silly as a kid, but growing up, they, they, you know, they probably think the next comedian is funny, but you don't think they're funny, yeah. but they don't think you're funny. It's weird how family works. You know, that's the dysfunctionality of family. But what you want to do is it's better to talk about stories that they can say, yep, that's them. But ultimately make it an all around relatable story that everybody has been in trouble at some point. You ever been punished? You ever been this? You ever went to church and been punished at the same time? And you try to go to the bathroom and they try to follow you like they're a CEO or something like that. You know, you got to find something that's going to bring them together with the crowd that you're with. Because what's going to happen is they're going to look around their shoulder and see the entire crowd laughing. Because they're laughing, they're going to laugh too. And on that's the one thing, uh, Timmy, and I talk about this with other comedians is, you know, being re- relatable because, you know, there's so much movie, TV, me- media, and even other comedians you yeah. see, even if it's something that doesn't uh, personally affect your life, you still feel it's relatable because, you know, you've seen it, you've been e- yeah. exposed to it. So, uh-huh. I mean, it's almost like, you know, nothing is off limits when it, when it comes for making you laugh or being relatable. No, there's nothing off limits. I mean, you, you got to... Like this is the, this is how I say for upcoming comics, you know, if you grew up working watching a uh, 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 Bugs Bunny, and you had a situation that there was a Bugs Bunny episode, I guarantee you, there's ten people in that same audience that you know saw that same particular episode that said the same thing at some point, but didn't know how to express it. But when you express it, they agreed with you. Exactly. Hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. So that's, uh, you know, that, that's the thing to be able to make that, uh, you know, uh, connection. And, you know, you were mentioning about, you know, Shotskis to me. And, mm-hmm. I mean, is, is there, you know, I mean, it's funny, though. You'd think, though, that a lot of different people would come to these ve- venues. But, I mean, there, there's just sometimes certain crowds. that And, like I said, if there's a certain 10 people yeah. and, and they, they all don't like you, then, I mean, that could be, that'd be frustrating. But I mean, in your case, I'm sure you don't have a problem but see i have a rule me and my partner vince taylor my co-host we have a, we have this thing one on one thousand you're gonna get the same show 
Okay. I don't care if it's this many people, and I don't care if it's a stadium full of people. Same show. What's going to happen is you give them the same, that one person that same show, they're going to be, I'm thoroughly entertained. They're going to be like, come see this guy. This guy gave me the same thing that I would pay for at that improv, at a bonkers, at a whatever out there. They will make such an impact on them. That's all it takes is just one person. One person. You ever seen The Walking Dead? Took one zombie. Right. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Took one zombie and the world is gone. So that's all it takes. So it, it, you can't be afraid just because, oh, my God, it's just one. I've seen so many comics, like, give up because they see one person, two people. I see staff. Those are people. I see people walking in the bathroom. Those are people. I see all these people. You got to understand? In and out. You see people walking out. Catch those people at the door. You're selling yourself, man. You, you, you know, you, you can't say, hey, I got this T-shirt for sale. And, you know, yeah. you got to let them know what's on the T-shirt for them to say, okay, let me buy that T-shirt. Yeah, that definitely uh, makes uh, sense. So one question, uh, Timmy, you know, I like to ask comedians. So a lot of times, you know, at these open mics, people probably have their, you know, their sets prepared. They might talk about traffic or again, lines at Disney World or food. But I mean, if somebody has the similar subject that you have, do you ever change it up? Or it seems like you're just going to be you and that's it. You're just going to do what you're going to do. The easiest way, and and it happens, it happens. Sometimes, you know, not all. Every joke has to have been said at least one time, right. you know, at least. But sometimes it takes by listening to what they're doing and taking just a little fraction. We're talking about maybe one word. I like to say comedy is one big, one big river. Right. And, it, and it goes out to tributaries. It goes to different stories. And my, somebody might be able to take that tributary and make that a river for themselves. All it takes is just one part of just talking. I've had people talk about the the the, the kicking the kid joke. I have people see him and say, "I've been disciplined." It was like, you know, I learned how to play defense and basketball because I used to get hit with the belt so much. You know, I've seen people derive from the joke that I started or somebody else started, and it just goes from there. It's of course you're going to hear the same joke twice. Yeah, you're a hack if you use the same exact joke, but if you take a fraction of that joke, maybe two three words, and say, "Oh." And you realize that that comic didn't even touch on that subject, but that's a subject that can be spoken about. You go from there. Oh, fantastic. Okay, uh, Timmy, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back for our very last uh, segment. My guest today is a great stand-up comedian, Timmy Time, and you're listening to the Mike Care Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz, here at Frank's Place Restaurant Sports Bar, 146 North Clark Road in beautiful Ocoee, Florida. If it's happening at Ocoee, it's happening at Frank's Place, and please stay with us for our very last segment of this edition of our program today. Hey, you really want to quench that thirst? You're hankering for some beer? Well, on Wednesdays, you could head over to Frank's Place Restaurant and Sports Bar, 146 North Clark Road in beautiful Coe, Florida. That's right. On Wednesdays, you can get yourself some Corona buckets for only $11. That's right. Five delicious Corona beers for only $11. That's all day on Wednesday. You got to check that out. Well, welcome back to our very last segment of this edition of the Mike Care Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz here at Frank's Place Restaurant Sports Bar, 146 North Clark Road in beautiful Coe, Florida. If it's happening in Coe, it is happening at Frank's Place. And right now, what is happening at Frank's Place is I'm being joined by Timmy Tom, a great uh, stand-up uh, c- comedian and performer. And Timmy, such a pleasure, honor you c- be Thank here you. today. Thank you. And uh, sure, my, definitely my pleasure. So we've been talking all about, uh, you know, 
know, your your comedy. And, you know, I'm sure that, and, and that this happens to, to me, and I'm, I'm just starting out, uh-huh. that you get a, a lot of people that, you know, just gently suggest jokes or, or saying, you know, maybe parents, maybe grandparents will say, oh, you should tell this joke. You should tell that, yeah. that joke. I mean, yeah. my question is, has anything ever come of any of the, the helpful suggestions? That right there's a joke, how they always try to suggest a joke to you. Yeah. You just make a joke out about them trying to suggest jokes. like, <laughs> yeah. And then you'd be like, because we always have that, that. I just had every time somebody find out you're a comic, especially in a family or, or a close friend or a business associate, the first thing that comes out of my mouth is like, okay, I got this. <laughs> Check this joke out. I, uh, I was in the office. And, be like, and like, you know, once you hear it, it's, I was in the office, that immediately is going to be a horrible joke. Because um, it's usually... They're thinking about what happened. He'd be like, well, at the end of it, somebody fell down the stairs. I'm like, so they what? skipped through 45. It's either 40 seconds of joke or you're going to have 45 minutes of joke. Right. So a lot of people don't have the setup premise punchline. They just punchline or just premise. Oh, so 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 that's the thing. Everyone's trying to be uh, helpful, but a lot of times it's, you know, it's just not funny. huh? I listen to nobody. Listen to yourself. Listen to nobody. I love my family. But I don't listen to them. I listen to myself because they're not going to, they love you, you love them, but they're not going to, you can't live their life experiences and they can't live your life experiences. You know, all you could do is just try to meet them halfway in the middle and say, okay, what if I said this? And then they're like, if they say it's not funny, that means it works. Yeah, so there you go. And, you know, one of the things, Timmy, as we talk, uh, you know, about, and I know Amy Schumer got accused of that, is stealing jokes. And, oh, you yeah. know, we could, we could go and debate, you know, what, what's the proper protocol. But, I mean, I, I mean, if you tell a joke that comes to you and you never heard it before, that can't really be stealing. I mean, no. there must be some overlap with these no, jokes. No, um, Well, sometimes you hear similar to it. Right. I've been somewhere that, People actually used my joke before. Right. But what I do is I try not to, I don't get mad at it. I just go harder than they do. So if they're before you or you're before them or you know they're known for stealing jokes, what you do is you go as hard as they can and make sure they can't follow you. Right. So if they want to go this way, if they want to go Amy Schumer, that's fine. You go Bernie Mac. Right. You know, Bernie Mac didn't write too much of his jokes down. He changed his joke almost every set. So he, he really did if he didn't know. He, he didn't write too much down. Richard Pryor didn't write too much down. People wrote for him, but he didn't write it down. So anytime you hear that, you just go 10 times harder, 10 times. And, it, and then when they do it, they take the jokes and they shove it back in their throat. And they'll be like, okay, I'll never say that joke again. Right. Never. Like, you can't be offended when somebody uses it. You know, imitation is the best form of flattery. So you always you can't get mad. You can just be like, "Hey, give me some high five. But you should have said the same way I said it. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, uh, Timmy. Uh, you know <laughs> about you know having improv, always being prepared. And you know, I like Jimmy Fallon. I think you know where this is going. And the Golden Globes, the teleprompter went yeah. out, and basically that was a, you know a disaster. But I think if you were doing that, that would have been a totally different situation if you were hosting. I do five hours. I do. Th- Three hours at shots, uh, three three hours on Thursday night comedy, and I do two hours. I host a naughty bingo on Tuesdays. Oh, like, I, yeah, I host one too. I do that all the time to the point that it takes nothing for everything to come off my head. Just <laughs> it just comes, and you know, 
for somebody to just be controlled, that means they weren't that funny of a comedian to begin with. Yeah. That means somebody clearly wrote for them for a long time. Yeah. I mean, because like, you, you can be family funny, but it's got to come from the hip, man. You know? Right. I like to call it shooting from the hip. If you can go straight into a conversation and make an entire crowd laugh just off of shooting off the hip, bang, bang, you don't need, you're good. You're good. But if you have to say, let me tell you something. The other day, and he goes right to his cell phone. Oh, he's not that good. No, I don't think so. At all. At all. No, that that, that is uh, something that uh, you know people, you know, that, that will, will will rely on those those things, even cell phones. Yeah, when I was when I was growing up and listening to stand up comedy, yeah, there there was no cell phone, and no. uh, you didn't, <laughs> you were just out of love, just Bob. Believe it or not, I'm about to be 39. Believe it or not. Oh wow. I, yeah. So hey, look, you're, you're young. Uh, yeah, hello, you know, hello. yeah, you know the phrase "black don't crack." We just sell it. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but the, the it's what it is is. I grew up in a time of just writing and writing and writing, and you gotta write. I mean, right, you gotta yeah. write because you know you gotta keep writing. Repetition, repetition, and you know the, the cell phone thing is cute and all, but like there's nothing better than the foundation of all, all you know, all trades, all comedy. You know, uh, was it the Empire State Building was traced on paper, not on a, you know, not on a cell phone. Right. You know, all that stuff, everything around here was done on paper, not on pencil. It came pencil, this, the digital stuff came later on. It's, it's all nice, but I like to keep my things really, really traditional. There's something about the traditional part of comedy that I try to keep alive. You know, I don't do too, much, too many sketches. I don't do too many of that. When I do my sketches, I try to come from my angle when I see things. You know, everybody else is like, yeah, I'm going to give you advice. But, you know, there's only so much advice you can take. Unless they've been in the game for like 20 years, that's the only time when you take it. But other than that, just go from where you know. You know, that's the the thing, uh, t- Timmy. You know, like I said, I'm starting out and I, I'm writing and I actually have done, recorded some stuff actually on, uh, you know, this particular show. And, you know, one of the things is, you know, you try to, to keep it clean, but sometimes, you know, like I said, you're just being you. Sometimes swears pop up, you know, like there was a particular joke that the word bitch, hello, that had to yeah, be used, yeah. you know, because there was no way around it. But other than that, I try, try to be clean. That's kind of who I am, you know. Um, bitch is not really much of a word. <laughs> it just describes, just like the word mf It's just like Bernie Mac said, it describes a person, place, or thing. Right. Like, you can kick your foot right now on that chair and say, oh, this bitch. And then, yeah. And, yeah. And, you know, and, and it's the cleaner you. version of the word mf right. So yeah. you really don't want to go, oh. But, you know, sometimes to, to clean it up, you know, you can say, hey, if ass is in the Bible, I'm using it. Okay, Yeah, there you go. There you go. So if I'm saying I'm riding that ass, that means I'm talking about a donkey yeah. and possibly her, too. So, you know, that's how you got to look at it. You got to, you know, flip and make them think that you're actually talking about something cursy. And then you're just actually talking about an actual donkey. You know, keep them guessing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, Timmy. And uh, so where can people c- catch you? you? You mentioned take a little break at open yeah. mics, but where are you performing now or when's your next gig here? Um, 
I will be possibly an Altamont on February 2nd. Uh, I forgot the name of the place, but I usually post it on my um, Facebook page. Um, but I just did Orlando Improv with me, Vince Taylor, Brody Love, uh, a couple of other comics, Gina G. She hosted it. Very funny. Very, very funny lady. Um, also, I'm every Thursday at Shotsky's from 8 to midnight every week. And Shotsky's, you'll catch me there. I'm the, technically the mayor of Longwood, if you how you want to say it. I just like the word Longwood, so I became the mayor of it. <laughs> and uh, I also host a Naughty Bingo night in which I, I infuse comedy with the Naughty Bingo. So it's something completely different, something you don't see too much comics doing any, nowadays. But you'll also, I'm also on Facebook, uh, same Timmy time. At Instagram, comedian, at comedian Timmy Time. Well, that's T-Y-M-E. T-Y-M-E, I like to be difficult. So, yeah, that's why I name myself Time, T-Y-M-E, because I like to be real difficult. And uh, on that, you can catch me on streets. Uh, I won't be at any clinic anytime soon. Boom. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm everywhere, man. Uh, like, if you'll catch me at your neighborhood everything soon. And a lot of times... I'll just do impromptu comedy in the middle of 50 people for no reason. That's how much I love the game. Oh, okay, uh, Timmy. We really appreciate your time. And if Frank's Place does get its open mic comedy night, will you be here? <laughs> yes, I will definitely do it. I will definitely do it. I have a lot of... I have a, you don't understand the amount of com- comedians I have in my arsenal right now. They have, I have young comedians. We got, we're talking about... We got a new guy, two new guys... Uh, we got Vinny Santino, Blake Butler coming out. These dudes are hilarious. They're young, 19-year-olds. We're talking about wet behind the ears comics and very good. Uh, we got the older comics been in the game. We got the Vince Taylors, like I like saying. Brody Love's been in there for about 10, 15, 10 years. You know, all the comics I know is about 50 years worth of comics I know right now. So, you know... Uh, but I also like to push up the young comics. I'm trying to push female comics, too. Yeah, we're trying to get some on here, too. So, yeah. Oh, I got a, I got a female comic. Gina G, uh, Shireen, I got a few of them for you, man. So, you know, <laughs> all you do is connect to them. Just say, Timmy Tom recommended me to you for the radio interview. They'll do it. Oh, okay. I'll definitely do that. Okay, Timmy, thanks so much for your time. <laughs> time here. And no any, pun intended. Yeah, pun intended. Uh, any final thoughts or anything else you'd like to mention? Uh, um, yeah, yeah, I'd like to mention um, everybody, no matter who's our president, we got to still govern ourselves. Don't get mad at who's in office right now. Govern yourself accordingly. Okay, yeah, that definitely sounds good. So my guest has been Timmy uh, Time, a great stand-up uh, Thanks comedian. Thanks for having me, Sure, my pleasure. And you've been listening to the Mike Kara Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz here at Frank's Place Restaurant Sports Bar, 146 North Clark Road in beautiful Ocoee, Florida. If it's happening in Ocoee, it's happening at Frank's Place. And please catch us again next time. And, you know, are you hungry? Well, let me tell you, there's a way to definitely... Cure those hunger blues by heading over to Frank's Place Restaurant and Sports Bar, 146 North Clark Road in beautiful Coe, Florida. On Wednesday, you can enjoy some delicious fajitas. That's right, beef, chicken, or shrimp. It comes with all of the fixings you could possibly imagine. On Wednesday, it is only $7.99 each. You could dine in or you could take that sucker out. So you definitely want to check that out. Hey, and one final thing. You know, would you like 
to cure those hunger blues? Well, you can definitely do that by moseying on the Frank's Place Restaurant Sports Bar, 146 North Clark Road in beautiful Ocoee, Florida. That's right. On Wednesdays, you could get tacos Two, that's right, count them, not one, but two tacos for $1.50. That is from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Wednesdays. You could dine in and munch and chomp on those son of a guns, or you can just take them out. Again, tacos at Frank's Place on Wednesday, two for $1.50. Please don't miss it.